Hello, welcome to episode number 194 of the Nerd Pro Crow Podcast. We have not been on for a while because horrible scheduling things. Been really busy outside of uh, with my normal life, with our normal lives. So we have not been able to record a, co- a podcast. We didn't record one basically all of next month. But uh, the good news about that is there will be two episodes this month uh, because there's so much stuff that we didn't uh, cover. So... This episode, a lot on John Wick Part 3 and the newest season of Black Mirror. And very, very soon, we are going to be doing a second episode that's going to cover Spider-Man, Stranger Things, and a little bit of Jessica Jones Season 3, and probably a handful of uh, other things, too. We haven't also been live-tweeting anything, because there really hasn't been anything to live-tweet. Also because of scheduling things, uh, we were going to live-tweet... Legion, and then that just didn't happen. It's just it's been a thing. So uh, you're getting uh, an extra long episode this time. Uh, that's what we've been trying to do when we're off for so long. We're only doing once a month. Let's so try to stretch them out to about two hours. There's going to be a video hopefully going up by the end of this week. I I am really trying hard to uh, get up when the videos are there to actually put up a, a video, and the video is going to have some bonus content in it. Uh, that, uh, you know, visual stuff and possibly one or two other things that were just added in. Also, a quick, quick, quick note that uh, you're going to notice that there's some breaks in both the uh, video editing and also in the audio here because we ran into some technical problems. Also, weird thing that's been happening, we've been running into technical problems uh, as the audio program and everything that I use to record this podcast gets older and older and older. In any event... So, yeah, you're going to notice some, uh, some little audio gaps where we start and stop a little bit. But uh, still getting two hours of podcasts. Uh, yeah, super excited about things that are coming up in nerddom. I'm not going to talk about them right now. Like I said, we, we were off for a really long time, so I'm going to try and get this episode as soon as humanly possible. Uh, yeah, keep following us on Nerdpert on NerdProCore on Twitter, even though I haven't been tweeting a whole lot. There's some thoughts that we've been having about things that have been coming out recently. Oh, yeah, and we, we talk about Dark Phoenix a little bit. I mean, as much as you can talk about that movie, which is not much. So, at NerdProCore on Twitter, especially if you have any opinions or if you want to hit us up, at NerdProCore on Twitter, NerdProCore at gmail.com. Working on some stuff for the fall... But I can't talk about it yet. It's just, it's been crazy. I hope you had a good 4th of July. Stay near to y'all. Enjoy it. Latest. Holy turn off the AC and control the lights and blah, 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 blah. I'm not the one who, I'm not, I'm not the one who set it up. I just, I just, I just like, uh, that, that's yours. Yeah. Where, where? Yep, 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 yep. Get your ass down here. Move it. I didn't shave for this, so this is a. Uh, I'm gonna be very. I'm gonna be. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. I'm sorry that I did not make myself look pretty for this. Uh, so clearly, so e- clearly, even rich, rich always will look prettier than the both of us, because that's just what happens. Yeah, but he uh, has a stock. He's I'm got the Spock shirt. I'm sorry. I, I've been stepping things up a notch in terms of my... You definitely have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will also preface this by saying, as you may or may not have noticed, there's already half of the bottle of the wine is gone. Uh, I don't know how I did oh, that. Wait, did you... I had... To open today? 
I cracked it open for dinner about an hour and a half ago or so. Yeah, I don't know how I went through a half bottle already. <laughs> I don't feel it right now that much, but I'm just like, I don't know how I did that. But do, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so so if I if I pass out in the middle of this podcast, that is why. Although I will say that, the, yeah, it's nice, right? Yeah, it's nice. I like a good peanut. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that is the message of our. <laughs> that would be the message of this podcast, although I don't think we exemplify it ourselves. Um, there you go. So it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a real yeah. long while. We we just couldn't. I couldn't like figure. I've been like working like constantly, doing a lot of overnights uh, with. Uh, I feel like I should plug my plug my business on this podcast, but considering it's not really related. You secretly don't deal in that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I am a dog walker. I run a dog walking and pet sitting uh, company, and I was doing a lot of overnights. I might get into uh, some fun uh, stories related to that as we are talking here. Uh, but yes, that is part of the reason we haven't been able to do this just schedule wise. We just haven't been able to all get together in the same place. And I've been decomposing. I mean, uh, here we go. You man. might as well have been here decomposing. We go. Uh, yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, uh, just like relaxing from a very long year dealing with my kids that I love, but I really, really, really need to separate myself from them. And he's so, going to brag about the summer in I mean, three, I'm gonna be back two, working. One. Don't hate on me. <laughs> just, just go. Just get it out of your system. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, someone's going to Europe again. That's that's why nice. I, I I did a whole bunch of overnights to basically finance uh, being able to go to Vermont this year for a couple of days. Uh, but that is not why we're here. We are just randomly uh, rambling. As part of the intro, we're going to talk about a bunch of nerdy stuff, uh, but let's start because we haven't been together in a really long time. Basically, so far, has been my favorite movie of the summer, including uh, the, 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 the it's 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 fine, uh, including the spring. I will include Avengers Endgame, and I loved Avengers Endgame. But I, I feel like no other movie that I've seen so far filled me with as much, like, pure joy. They're different. Completely They're different, different. Completely different. You, you, can't as, not, you can't bring down Endgame. They're I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not. Just, I'm not. That nuts us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it just gets us. So, so we, are, we, are. we are, of course, talking about, about John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Uh, I just say that because just the level of, like... It wasn't. It's completely different, but just like the sort of pure, unadulterated, altered joy. I went to see it three times. Okay, I saw it once, and then I saw it again uh, with a friend of mine who didn't get to see all of it because she arrived late the first time. And then I went to see it a third time you with you guys. About that movie because I wanted to see it with you guys, but I couldn't wait. You know, so yeah. I, went, uh, I, I, I went by myself, watched the movie, and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that shit. Yeah, well. Awesome! Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it just just for the very woody fights, it actually turned out he, he's an ex-basketball, of course he was, an ex-basketball player. Uh, I don't know what team he played for. The guy who fights at the beginning of the movie, the oh, really tall. Boban Bar Yanovich. 
Yeah, I uh, I didn't I didn't know. I figured he was something was, like that. Yeah, a fucking giant. Yeah. Uh from the moment of him basically killing a dude by like <laughs> pounding a book into his mouth <laughs> and then breaking his neck on a on a And then and then even more so so like uh, what the I mean I was they were so over the top. I was uh, I was I was in already, but the moment with the fucking the horses. Uh, the horses. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that. No fucking way. That. No fucking that way. did it for me. Death by horse. <laughs> I would not have just like patting the horse on the back and bam, <laughs> knocking the motherfucker out through the barn door. It's like, whoa! He will find ways to kill people. It's not just a fucking pencil. He will kill yeah. you with animals. Oh. Such I. I So it, it's just one of those things where it's when you have a movie that's literally just w- whatever it is that you're going to see it for, it just delivers that. You know what I mean? I was <laughs> just when we saw it together, I was just satisfied just watching Rich yeah. see it for the <laughs> first time. Your reaction to some of the more amazing scenes were just. You know, it was, yeah, it was right. glorious seeing you just, like, pop your cherry. Yeah. I mean, I was bracing myself for over the top, but then it was just even more over the top than I expected it to be. But the horse, that just... And the um, the motorcycle scene. The motorcycle scene. Oh, great. Yeah, that, uh, was, that was good. But Barry with the dogs. Yeah. With the dogs. That was next level shit. Yeah, uh, just so there, there's a couple things that I just like aside from just like all like the kills and the action sequence, which if, like basically this what has now become a franchise has established is just like it. Th- those things are going to be amazing, and that's what's kind of carrying the movie. I also, as we discussed before, appreciate how in every movie they sort of expand the quote unquote universe a little bit. That I do appreciate that. Yes. Um. Seeing just a hierarchy of yeah. the table, you know, and who are running it and how worldwide it is. I mean, because after watching the first John Wick, I kept on asking myself, what are the rules of this world? Are there fucking cops? <laughs> yeah, clearly this? not. <laughs> you know? um, but yes, yeah, as, as you said, the, just the world building is just amazing. Yeah, uh, I will say that, like, there's certain, because I recently rewatched the first and the second one, just as kind of like a prep a little bit. Uh, for this podcast and also to discuss the third one. I will say that, like, at this point, it, it, the, the, one of the things about the third one is it's a little hard to argue that he's still more, like, doing this on some level for his wife or whatever. Because at a certain point, it just becomes, like, you can't escape, which is the whole point of all the movies. It's like, is, like, he, he tried to get out and he can't, ex- he basically can't escape who he is. Who is this person? That, but you have to factor in, there isn't that much time that has passed. That, it's interesting. I, I also appreciate that, like, you forget that even though time has passed in between the movies actually coming out in the real world, in the world of the films, very, like, the third one basically picks up immediately after the, the end of the second one. Yeah. 
And the se- the second one, for all intents and purposes, not immediately, but I would guess within a couple of months. I'd have to agree with that. Most after the first of the first one. So uh, there is no there is no like departure. So technically, his wife's death is still fresh. It's still fresh. Head. Yeah, he's still going off on that rage. Sure. Uh, I love. I mean, also like little bits of like stunt. Not, I wouldn't even call them stunt casting, but just like, so you know, the first one you have Ian McShane, who, who I would say is like the sort of unexpected person in the first one. Lawrence Fishburne is definitely like the ringer for the second one, where it's just like, oh, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, and also uh, Common in the second one mm-hmm. is also that's right. Uh, Ruby Rose before she kind of picked up and people kind people kind of know who she is now. I don't think anyone really had heard of her then. And in this one, and I'm sure there were other people who I didn't recognize in the previous films, but in this one, it's clear that the director and the producers watched the Raid films before they made this one because you have two very clearly recognized recognizable dudes from the raid films i reckon i there's at least one other guy from the raid films uh who look who was like i he's he was in the raid films too but i he's not one of the main guys and i was just like oh that's just a nod yeah um for those of you who aren't aware the raid first i don't know how if there are any other sequels but the first two films are by far the greatest martial arts films i've ever witnessed in yeah life, in terms of the choreography the brutality yeah of the fights and just the creativity yeah you know they're not boring to watch i could my first time watching those two films there there were no english translations i just watched them you just, just watch it yeah, yeah. The fights they're just so amazing and you see the director just pay homage to those actors who were in those films and bring yeah. them on board with John Wick, and to have them just like give them respectable roles, uh, you know, unlike you know Solo. Yes, because they were featured in the Star Wars film. And yeah, I was disappointed in their very brief. They didn't have they, they, they didn't have anything to do. Whereas like this. Oh really? Yeah, yeah well, I, I didn't watch these, so I wouldn't know. They but. they're in the Force Awakens. They play uh, what is it? Uh, Kanja Club. They're the bounty hunters who, uh, when they're, oh, they're in the Force Awakens. yes, they're in the Force Awakens, yeah, uh, and they, the name of the their, it's a uh, Death Something, which is the Irish dude, and then it's Kanja Club, who are the guys on the other side, and Kanja Club is the two guy, two main guy, like the main, he, the hero from the raid, and like the second in command, like. Dude from the raid who was also in the raid too. He played a different role yeah, in the raid too. If you watch Force Awakens, you'll recognize at least one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, sh- the really, really short guy. Yeah. The older short guy. He's in the Force Awakens. Okay. You'll definitely see that. Okay. Watch that. Uh, uh, also, love Marcus Coscos. I've been a fan. So, yeah, going back, sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, But what's his name? Does Eric. Mark Descostos. Mark Descostos. I mean, I remember him like ages ago when I was like in high school doing Only the Strong or something like Only that. Only the Strong seems to be weirdly like the movie that everyone knows him from because that's, it's a, that random movie about Capoeira. Yeah. 
He's been in a crap ton of other. He was in a. He was in a previous season of Agents of the Shield. He pops up randomly in. So what? What he's quote unquote most famous for when I like looked him up like movies that he was in on Amazon Prime and a whole bunch of other like all the other streaming services is you know those movies that are uh like a movie like Transformers comes out and then you have like transmorphers or something i which see is a lot like of the that bo- on bo- amazon prime i see those yeah films mark discoscos was in a lot of those if you just look up on amazon he was in a lot of those which is unfortunate because like he's he's fun and he you know he does he's does his own stunts and he's he's like a martial arts dude he trained with dan and santo who's the guy who trained with bruce lee back in the day like it's He's cool. He was also on a for a while on a series. I forget what channel it ended up on briefly here in the states, but there was a Canadian uh, crow, the Crow series. Yeah, I remember that Stairway to Heaven or some shit. Like yeah, that. that he he played Eric Draven in that mm. because at the, when he was younger, he especially when the when you put the Crow makeup on him, he bears a pretty striking resemblance to Brandon Lee. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and he's just like so he's so funny in, in John Wick. He's just hamming it up and it's fucking great. I also love the the, the weird part that like he runs a Japanese restaurant. And none of them are and Japanese. None of the people who work for him are Japanese. <laughs> like they're supposed to be ninjas and clearly none of the people who are part of his team are Japanese. Which is just one of those things which like you could be upset about it, but the it's it's It'd be upsetting if it like they were trying to pass them off as Japanese, but the fact that like they're just running the shop. I mean, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of shops that appear to be Japanese or of a specific Asian demographic, but the people who are running it, the people who are cooking it, are not that. They're yeah, not that. So and they have Mark Descascos speak Japanese in it, which I don't know. I don't know that much about his back background, but he's. I know he's. Part of his background is Filipino, which is why he has the, you know, because Filipinos is just like, you look Asian, but you have a Latino back, like, last name. It's like, yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he was oh, so funny. So, I mean, <laughs> so hamming it up. That's what I love about it. It's, like, it's I mean, that's why I like about this series and which is what I what I crave for a lot of these big budget films where you get a sense that the actors are really enjoying it and yeah. that bleeds into their performance. I mean, they don't have to be the greatest actors, but they sell the characters, their roles very well. And you see in a film series like this, like especially with Parabellum, you know how everything, it doesn't, you don't see any cringeworthy moments. You, you get the sense that, you know, everyone wants to be there. They're having a good time and the chemistry between the actors are really great. Uh, I, recently people have been talking about how Keanu Reeves is like a fucking saint, you know? It's only, and, you know, it's funny. It's, it's been since Parabellum came out and I think to an even larger extent, uh, always be my maybe. It's like he always kind of had this weird, like, Bill Murray-esque kind of thing going on. Keanu Reeves has had this for years. But recently he's become, like, it's, like, become a weird cultish like he's 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 become his own internet meme kind of like it's and like that's existed that's existed for a while now but it feels like relatively recently it's like blown up a lot yeah 
that um, you know, we thought about Keanu Reeves maybe 10, 15 years ago, really, uh, and you thought about a trilogy, you think The Matrix, but really the most consistent trilogy, Keanu Reeves trilogy, is really John Wick. Yeah. He's... I'm surprised he had a career beyond The Matrix. You know, I just, yeah, he had, you know, what I remember him from, which is the Bill and Ted series, which I yeah. love to death. Parenthood, you know, he's great in Parenthood. I, I know, I've never seen that, but I only yeah. know him for the Matrix of films. So to see him, you know, broaden his, you know, Point his Break, resume, he's great in Point Break. You know. But, oh, yeah, but Point Break is movie. definitely like just a, just a crazy, silly movie anyway. Uh, Fuck you, man! It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, 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 it's no. Awesome. Oh no, it is awesome. It's <laughs> it's also a crazy, silly movie. Um, and then he's was in a handful of other stuff that I think it. I think with the John Wick films and a couple of the other things that he's been in and what he's been doing very recently, Easy's kind of become this person who is like I'm gonna lean into up a, a, a persona sort yeah. of lean into a persona of what people think I am and just kind of. Because uh, be, before the John Wick films, I remember watching a lot of his Asian focus, like Asian produced films. 47 Ronin is uh, horrible. I've never seen that, but there are other things that he's done which were Man, really of, Man, of, Man of Tai Chi is okay. Um, I haven't. He, were they all Chinese based movies or there are other Asian production studios there were the it was him and he was a producer on a couple of them and he yeah. was in both of those films but i think yeah someone else was actually like the the production company okay. was behind that um but he's made some really good movies but Oh yeah, I of course. I like Constantine. I love it. I don't like I, it. I, I love it. I really like I love it. I will say I really like Constantine. I had to Constantine is an interesting example, uh this is a weird tangent, but it's an interesting example of if you can completely uh detach yourself from the fact that there was ever a comic book. It's a really fun movie. Oh yeah, it is. But uh, you can't detach yourself from. Well, the no, no, that that's the thing. It was one of the few examples where I was able to enjoy it. I was just like, okay, if I shut off the part of my brain that knows there was a comic book, and is somewhat attached to Hellblazer, to the John Constantine from the comic books, this is an enjoyable film. Uh, because the character is still this sort of occult, like the personality is still there. The the biggest problem I had with it as as far as like Keanu Reeves and whatever and recasting it as American is being this kind of like cockney asshole is so much part of the comic book version of Constantine. It's really like integral to his character. Like it's so much part of his personality that it's it was hard to watch Keanu Reeves do that but then you're like it's it's the same character it is the same guy like I came around to that like much later there's so much other stuff they changed from the comic books to the movie but the you know, the movie is thoroughly enjoyable on really its own enjoyable level. Yeah. amazing cast Tilda Swinton is in supporting it supporting cast great supporting you know, cast I, I, I love pre, it Jaiman Huntsu yeah. is in it pre, uh, Rachel Weisz pre, pre us 
uh, kind of being weirded out by him, Shia LaBeouf. Yes, um, um, that was a good movie. He's done some really. I mean, they're not P- they Peter Stormare as the devil. God damn it! Um, I, love, I love Peter Stormare oh, him, so much. Him, okay. I never Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare is in John Wick too. He's he's the yeah, other he, Russian brother. He, yeah. Oh god. So there's the other thing that someone I didn't watch the actual video, but I was like when I saw like the title, I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. That the John Wick movies are also like not so secretly. Uh, comedies like sort of the underpinning to a lot of them not even not even a dark comedy i I mean it's especially prevalent i think in the third one but i would i would argue it's like yeah there there is an element of like that it's so over top over the top that there's an element of that's definitely comedic in there uh rewatching i rewatched like the first one like yesterday i rewatched most of the second one yesterday too and i was like yeah i could see that i could definitely see like that there's comedy is like a but there are lots of comedy in like the marvel films but you won't yeah. consider them outside of like the guardians yeah uh, franchise i mean they're not comedies i mean they have yeah. comedic em- elements to yeah. you know keep things moving along but yeah i mean i wouldn't call them comedies so um, the uh, go ahead Which is whatever, because they have to revisit stuff. They're that's what they're doing. They're revisiting all the stuff from the nineties. Uh, Disney is making live action versions of all their animated films from the nineties. New Blade yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, who are they gonna put yeah, as a new Blade? Uh, I I wouldn't put it past the MCU to do a Marvel Knights uh, thing, especially on their streaming service. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past present day marvel studios of rebooting uh blade like it's gonna be a little while but i i wouldn't put it past it it would fit right into like uh if they were gonna do like a marvel knights thing it like, would fit right into what netflix what netflix done. did yeah i don't know if the disney service did either will... of you by the way we'll, we'll get to this later but did either of you watch jessica jones season three i'm gonna i i it's will on my uh I will. I will briefly go over that a little later. No spoilers, please. I, I, without any, I, without any spoilers. Okay. I, I will tell you. Uh, I can give you like a, a basic, like short rundown. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah, Disney's great, but there's a this weird tension again. But the certain quality of the Netflix TV shows, I love. Yeah, I love that, and I don't know. I don't. When, I don't want Agents of Shield type of quality. Yeah. I, I, I. We're not gonna see any more. Jessica Jones season three is the last of it. Yeah, but in terms of like the style, the quality. Yeah, I, know ju- what you mean. I know what you mean. And that's the. I think this is the end of an era. They're also. We say it's interesting. Like you say that, but when you take them as a whole, as a whole, now that they've all of them have come out. The Netflix Marvel series as a whole weren't that great. Uh, as no, a whole, no, 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 no. no, no. All, right. all of the seasons, all of the seasons. When you consider all of the seasons, no, no. It, I would say taking. I mean, the Iron Fist were shits. I'm sorry. The last season was respectable compared to the first one. Yes. Yeah. The first two, the first two seasons of Iron Fist. I agree. Defenders was eh. Was eh, but overall, Luke I Cage season two was okay. kind of eh. Yeah. No, I liked Luke's. 
Jessica Jones season two. No, Luke Cage season two was off, was better than the first. Season. It was. I love it. No, but no. but what I'm saying is like when you take it when you take all of the series I as a whole. I know what you mean. It's, 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 it's so I would say that the 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 high points definitely. I think what happened. The reason why I'm saying this, and then I will get briefly back to the thing that I'm going to predict about John, because there's going to be more John Wick films. What they're going to do. Uh, is as far as the Netflix Marvel stuff, I will say that the stuff that was really good tends to make you forget about the stuff that wasn't as good. So Daredevil seasons one and three, two was good, but it's not uneven. nearly as it's, it's uneven. uneven. But I I still don't mind it because of the highs yeah. that John Byrne yeah, yeah. brought into Punisher, yeah. uh, Jessica Jones season one. And see, that's the thing. But then, when you try and think of anything else that was that level, it's like, nope, none of the other stuff was that level. Sorry, I really did enjoy uh, season two of Luke Cage. I did too, um, but I don't think it's nearly as good as the other stuff it, that it's I... A different, it's different, you yeah. know? And I found that Bushmaster was a compelling villain, you know, oh, yeah, definitely. for Luke Cage. So I, it made me overlook the flaws of season one sure, of Luke sure. Cage. Um I th- I think that the Netflix world, uh, the Marvel universe, was really so- for me solid. Yeah, you know, and I'd like and dirty. There was also a. Poten- I'm afraid that Disney won't be as dirty. My as my Netflix. big thing about that is that there was a potential there, that it was. I think what it what it what they were going for, and they definitely succeeded. Was the Netflix was supposed to be the comparison to the comic books was MCU is regular Marvel if you're going back to like late 90s early 2000s Netflix is Marvel Knights yeah. and it's all it is all the Marvel Knights characters like uh so there was and there was a lot of potential there oh and let's backtrack and let's elaborate Marvel Knights was just a series of books where Marvel was darker and grittier it's kind of yeah. like the vertical street line. level it was street, street level. level it was their street level focusing of on Daredevil um Punisher uh, who else? I'm dur- because Ghost Rider maybe. Ghost Rider, yeah, who didn't really fit in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, mature rated uh, content. Yeah. Uh, and that's where a lot of the Daredevil that we've seen in Netflix series comes from. Uh, yeah, there was a lot. I feel like there was a missed. There was some. I've mentioned this before. There's a missed opportunity there. And when we discuss, when I briefly go over Jessica Jones season three, there's a missed opportunity there that to. Uh, to integrate them more with the rest of them, the MCU. And that's because the New York studios who produced Netflix weren't getting along with the West Coast people who were handling the MCU. That's yeah. the, the really short version of that. Uh, John Wick, I also appreciate when you were mentioning like big budget action films, that the weird thing about the John Wick films is they are big budget action films, but they feel smaller. Yeah. Uh, but they're not when you consider that all that stuff is shot on location. Like, it's not faked. Like, when they're... I don't know about them going to Morocco, whether they shot it in Morocco and Rome, respectively. But all the New York stuff is New York. And it's notoriously expensive to shoot in New York. <laughs> like, it is. But, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think they actually did go overseas to, to film in Morocco. They actually went to Morocco. Uh, I mean, they did... 
the budget was used smartly in yeah. terms of location. It wasn't just wasting money on like unnecessary CGI. It's yeah. just like good fight choreography and making sure you got a sense of being in the city. There, where there's the fight definitely, is. if you just watch the credits, especially, I, I don't remember this from John Wick 1 and 2, but definitely in 3, there is CG in it. Uh, because yeah. there's a whole there's a whole yeah. digital effects uh, part of the credit. Parts of the but horse it's scene. Not overwhelming, are, but it's not it's overwhelming. Not overwhelming. That's what yeah, I like yeah. about it. Parts of the motorcycle theme are, are are there is definitely some CG in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the most obvious stuff where it's like CG is like when he gets thrown off the roof in the end. It was like, oh, okay, that's CG. Like. Yeah. And you know, obviously, it's a, a, a good amount of use of the, uh, the stunt double. Stunt double also uh, things that you don't think of as CG, uh, but are definitely CG uh, in all of the films. All of the blood splatter yeah. is CG, uh, and it's like unless you sort of train yourself or you just get used to what CG blood splatter looks like. You wouldn't necessarily know that it's CG blood splatter, which I guess is a good thing. But it's like, oh yeah, there's a lot of. It's one. Of, I I would I would guess that that's a huge chunk of like the CG uh, VFX budget is like, oh CG blood splatter. Of course, I mean one of the most notorious movies uh, that me and Eve love about with the CG blood splatter is uh, is Ninja Assassin. Like so much of that is see is. Oh. Is CG blood splatter that uh, which is funny? You have to watch it. Which is really funny. What's really it. funny is I would almost I would put Ninja Assassin definitely in the same sort of category as the John Wick films, and like the raid is just like it's a little bit more on like the fantasy sort of side. Uh, also, as far as like this film, I didn't even recognize her, and then it, I keep remembering that it's her. Like I forget that it's her, and then I remember Angelica Houston. She's the the leader of the Romani in this, and you just watch it and you just forget. Yeah, you you just, get like, and then and then when you see the credit, yeah, when you see the credits, you're like, oh shit, that's Angelica Houston. She's changed a lot. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, I mean, what else can we add? I Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Uh, no. No. Jason. Uh, uh, Oh God! You made me forget his name. Manzukis. Manzukis. Yes. Uh, oh God! Great. Also, him in the league. Who and he? I mean, he has a small cameo role, but it was like I was really happy to see him in the movie. Also, it's just one of those things. There's like you threw in guys from the raid. You threw in a comedy guy just for shits and giggles. Like, why not? Like, uh, so I have a prediction about the John Wick films because of the way that all the other films of this ilk go. There's going to be three more films. Uh, the next film is going to be like actual war, like quote unquote war between, between the Bowery, uh, and whoever else decides to ally with them and the high table. Uh, so before I say what the next film is going to be, it's going to be three films. One of the films is not going to have Keanu Reeves in it at all, except briefly. I don't think they'll. No, 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 no. But let me explain. Let me explain why. So, there is. Uh, so the next one is going to be war. The movie after that is going to be a prequel 
and the movie after that is going to be Keanu Reeves coming back. The reason why I say that is because in the in all of these films, and I use the Ip Man films as an example of this, is you have Donnie Yen in the first three, uh, or the first two, and then you have a film that is a prequel that doesn't have Donnie Yen in it, and then Donnie Yen comes back for the next two, or whatever. Um, well, well, here's the reason. Yeah, no, no, I will, I yes. Uh, and it would depend on who they dis- who did decide to cast as young Keanu Reeves. Is there is a story that you hear about that is pre the first film of John Wick before he meets his wife? That's a film in and of itself, yeah, and it would not mission. it would yes that is its own movie. And by the time they get to that film, Keanu Reeves was probably not. He's probably going to be, I mean, he's Keanu Reeves, so he's still going to look like Keanu Reeves. But unless they decide to, like, digitally de-age him, which who knows, maybe by the time that comes out, that technology will be cheap enough that they'll do that. But I'm telling you that I think the movie that is going to come after the next film is going to be a prequel. If they decide to keep going in three three more films, is like that'll be a prequel that'll be that story, is who John Wick was before he met his wife. I don't know if it'll go the route of, who knows? The, yeah, who knows? Um, the Fast and Furious series, where they're just going to be cranking movie after. I don't know. I think he has a story to tell with this yeah. franchise. And I, I think do too. Once he does, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if there's a if there's a prequel thrown in. If they make enough money, they can make him like a like a John like a James Bond. Yeah. Character where it just keeps going, but I I highly doubt it. Yeah. I get, I could see that. Uh, so yeah, John Wick three. I, 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 and I, I also will go back to the fact that like, I mean, so far no other movie. And like I said, I saw it three times. Uh, part of the joy of seeing it is of seeing it again. Is seeing it with people like Rich who hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. And part of the fun of that movie is just watching other, enjoying other people enjoy the film. Like when I saw uh, with my friend uh, the first time, like she arrived like a half. She couldn't. She arrived late, so she couldn't get into the theater. So we went to. See, I went to see it a second time with her because I was like, "Will you see it again with me?" And I was like, "I goddamn right, I will." <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was not only enjoyable the second time around; it was enjoyable to watch her enjoy the film. <laughs> like it was just like, and then a third time, it was enjoyable to watch Rich enjoy the film. <laughs> And to have me and Eve just be able to bond on it, like it's a, it was that weird. It, that's what I mean. Is like that's what it was like. It was like the gift that kept giving. <laughs> it's the only movie that I saw three times. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's what it. I mean. There's a story, but who cares? It's it's yeah, just, yeah. It's an amazing movie. Great action. Uh, amazing fight scenes. Um, yeah, and, and it's Keanu Reeves. You know? Yeah. It, it's what you know what it is. You it's, know what you get. It's one of those things where it's like if you like the first and the second one, you're gonna love the third one. If, hey, if it's, it doesn't disappoint, it doesn't. Disappoint. Yeah, it's you're getting exactly what you're going in to see, like, and you're getting a little, you're getting a little bit more than what you're expecting to see too, which is nice. Yeah. And then he's fighting people on a on a motorcycle, and, and, and then just 
and and Halle Berry, Halle Berry kills people with her dogs. It's it's um it, it, yeah. Uh, I will say that the, my only and I mentioned this my only 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 disappointment was that I wish that the the leader of the high table was more of like a stunt cast. Was like when you're hearing that like he's like the elder of like this uh, this group of assassins. Don't get me wrong, I like that dude. He was fun in Wonder Woman. I'm not that familiar oh, with him. Oh, I now remember him. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He was good, but but I don't know about you guys, but when you get into that tent and you see who he is, you're like, oh, I kind of wish he was someone like the fact that the leader of the Bowery is Lawrence Fishburne. Like, I kind of wanted him to be just someone who's like fr- Smith or some someone like that. I, or, oh or my Hugo Weaving, or- dude! If it had been Hugo Weaving, I would have <laughs> lost my fucking shit. That would have leaked that's, if he was in it. So, so the two people legit who would have made me cream my pants uh, well no three people are Karen Ann Moss but she wouldn't have done it um, I don't it's uh, based on what she's done post Matrix I, I don't see, I wouldn't see her doing that um, yeah Hugh, Hugo Weaving I would have lost my shit I would have lost my shit even more if it was uh, from the Bill and Ted. Yeah, if it was, uh, I can't remember. Yes, Winters, Alex Ryan, Winters. Alex Winters. I. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked yeah, in that is, context. It's not but about I acting. It's just like offering a role to, to do fan service and just yeah. Like, Thank you. I would have completely lost my shit <laughs> if they got into that fucking tent in the middle of the fucking <laughs> desert it and it was weird. fucking Alex Winter. It would have been weird, but I would have <laughs> loved. I. I'm telling you, people would have loved that. They would have been like, that's really ridiculous, but I love the fact that it's fucking Bill in the fucking tent as the leader of the fucking assassins. Yeah. Yep, they're actually, it was in pre-production, they're actually shooting it now, which yeah. is, yeah, that's fun. Um, which, sidebar, as long as we're talking about Keanu Reeves, g- g- just everyone fucking, if you have Netflix, watch, and if you have ac- if you have some way to access Netflix, watch, always be my maybe. That's fucking, so fucking it good. So it was so good. Really the, the, oh, okay, we didn't talk about this when you got to the end, and it's, have you, wa- have you seen it? Oh god damn it! Okay, I, I I was watching the movie. I didn't. I remember you mentioning something about like pay attention to the end, but it was dude. Uh, th- I mean, I guess Rich this is a spoiler, so kind of cover your ears, dude. The fucking restaurant. It's his mom. She fucking based the entire restaurant on his fucking mom. It's cooking. That fucking murdered me when I saw that. Oh, I didn't. It wasn't emotionally. You did. Oh, okay. Ah, used What a. Yeah, dude. That 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 got me. Like the fact that like oh, the whole time he's pushing her is like, is why are you doing all this? Blah 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 blah. You should do like a traditional like Korean thing. And then all all the stuff that happens, and it, you find out that like when they were kids, yeah. like he was secretly her tr- her crush and everything. Just that line of like, oh, your mom. Always made me feel like I was at home. It's like when she says that, and you see like the name of the place is Joy's Way or whatever, and it's just basically the, ent- the her entire pro- secret project of her new restaurant is a tribute to his his dead mom. I was just like, God damn it, dude! <laughs> God damn you, Ali Wong and fucking like. Good movie. Good movie. Great movie. I just didn't 
great great Keanu Reeves cameo. Oh, yeah. Fantastic Keanu he, Reeves. I love to playing himself. Him. I love to hate him in that movie. Yeah. You know? uh, but yeah, hit it me. Just, it's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So good. That hit me, hit me, and, and just the, the scene where they meet in the restaurant, which is not a spoiler because it's in the promotional materials, yeah. it's in the preview. It's just like it's I miss old. your light, I miss your, I miss your soul, I miss your thumbs. You're so good with your. Thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's it's an amazing movie, Randall. I, I love and just like when I heard about that, just even in pre-production, I was just like. What Ali Wong and Randall Park are writing a movie together? I don't even care what it is. I'm seeing that movie. It, my only disappointment about that is it didn't come out. It was it didn't really come out in theaters, and I think it would have done really well in theaters. Honestly, I mean it's Hollywood. I mean, yeah, not as progressive yeah. as we'd like them to be. Yeah, uh, but at least Netflix, you know, oh, they did a good job. I love you know, Ali Wong. I love Ali Wong so much. <laughs> like, I love Let's be you like her pregnant. <laughs> you dirty. I like man. her. I you like her anyway, man. man. You dirty wow. man, dude, 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 dude. Here's what I'll say about uh, Ali Wong is just like, um, on any level, I don't even care. Like on a certain level, is I don't know how to phrase this without making it sound like awful, but. Uh, I won't say the first half of this. Let's just say that, just to make it not be hard. Just funny women, I just find incredibly sexy. Sexy. The more foul they are, the better joke writer they are. The sexier, which is what makes Ali Wong just like, holy shit, dude! <laughs> like incredible joke writer, incredible performance. So funny, so foul. Just oh, just everything. Just yeah, she's fantastic. It's why I had a thing for Sarah Silverman for a while. That's also my inner like my who doesn't have a thing for Sarah. Yeah, yeah. That's also my inner like Jewish background. It's just like ah, <laughs> foul mouth Jewish girl. Yay. Um, yeah. So that yeah. Oh god. It yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> that's a weird digression there. Um, oh, uh, you're wearing. I, I've been watching uh, Stranger Things to prepare for. For tomorrow, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, T-shirts and t So, I, yeah, I'm basically going to be all day tomorrow and probably the next day. It's just because I really don't have any. I'm essentially working, so I got nothing else to do. I'm just going to yeah. sit sitting inside with dogs and watch Stranger Things. Um, so, other thing on Netflix, uh, we got three new episodes of Black Mirror. I saw most of us just saw the first two episodes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know about the third film. You mentioned earlier that you guys thought it was pretty weak of a season. Uh, well, just comparably reading, speaking, reading reviews and just just seeing for myself so far, it's exploring. It's it's kind of like dipping its toes and kind of experimenting, which I well, I kind of appreciate. I love the that fact. I love that fact. Yeah, with it, those it first continues steps. to explore and experiment, which is good because it keeps it fresh. Yeah. That said, it 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 just kind of like it, I felt like it, it it reached like a creative plateau. It kind of it it's kind of plateaued on a creative level, a little bit. They weren't the. I will say that overall, the cumulative effect of these three episodes isn't as impactful in any ways or as like affecting 
to you emotionally as any of the other stuff. And that kind of includes Bandersnatch, too. Bandersnatch was really... A, I, I also think that Bandersnatch was such a risk, conceptually, yeah. that they kind of pulled back a little bit. Uh, and I will say that the perfect example of uh, not being as impactful, not going for any of the things that I think they should have gone for or might have been more impactful is a lot of... I mean, it's a, exemplified in the whole season, I think, but that first episode is a perfect example of here are all, here are all the more interesting or more challenging or there were so many directions they could have gone with that yeah. and they kind of pulled back and, and half-assed all of them. Uh, and don't get me oh, wrong. So. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff that they could have... So. The striking vipers. It's basically two old friends. They bonded when they were younger. Over the, okay, go go ahead. First of all, it was it was increasingly uncomfortable to watch. Striking vipers. Yes, I appreciated that fact because it's considering. No, no, no. I'm just stating that it was just a statement, a fact. Like I, it was just incre- Like I, I appreciated the fact that it's just a slow build, and it is slowly. You start to feel the anxiety, and then just overall, just unease and just uncomfortable with how everything is turning out. When I, I never, when I saw the promo striking vipers, I was expecting something different. I was, I was too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I appreciated that. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that surprise. I appreciated this film because this TV this episode simply because of the fact that it went in male sexuality in male relationship that especially with black characters that yeah. you rarely see and yes. that I appreciated that um, that it was and to see Anthony Mackie be as you know bold to take a role like yes. this I was like bravo you know um and i love that i mean it's just i mean yeah they examined you know you know male relationships and you know how sexuality can be so fluid um in a really interesting context of a video game yeah you know um and i appreciate that you know i would being so thrown off I, i i gave them a lot of credit for that and i was like oh fuck I did yeah. not expect that yeah. they were going to go yeah. that yeah. direction. Yeah. It's like, whoa. And I was yeah. like looking at Alana. I, I didn't know what to handle. <laughs> it's like, this is a love story. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. this is a love story. And I did not expect to see that. Um, and it had a happy ending. And I rarely do like, these. Hey, it, it was. Yes, it was a happy ending. Because they, their relationship, the compromises. In his during his birthday, they get to play the game once a year, and she, the girl, the wife, oh, is able but, to uh, do whatever she wants on his birthday. That's, that's where it was open ended. That's what that okay. That's the part that kind of I was like, it, it didn't bother me, but I was like, kind of like, ah, all right, they left it open ended because in that final scene. The, the wife is cool with 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 um, with them, you know, playing the game once a year, and then they show her at the bar. Mm-hmm. 
and then NC. That was the compromise. I mean, because they're still together. They're not divorced, you know. And it's just a matter of she acknowledges that whatever her husband has with his best friend was, you know, was different, you know. But it's not something that should threaten the marriage, you know. So they came up with this compromise. So I was kind of happy that, you know, all parties felt somewhat satisfied. I you know? See, that's the thing. Like, I understand what Rich was saying, like, feeling increasingly, increasingly uncomfortable with it. Uh, I definitely felt that. But I think my discomfort with it was on a different... It, it just felt like there were... So I agree with everything that Eve is saying, that you're saying about it. Those are the things that I appreciated about it. But I feel like when I got to the end, and before I discuss some of the things about the actual game itself, uh, which is one of my huge problems with the episode in general, uh, is it felt like as interesting of the choice when you're talking about like fluidity of sexuality and all of that. Um, and it, it is also like a, an issue of like, how do you interpret what you're seeing on, on the screen is I felt like there are a lot of, there were directions that could, they could have gone with like expressions of male friendship, male love, male sexuality, uh, homosexuality, not being, acknowledged there was a bunch of stuff that it felt or prolonged like, adolescence prolonged adolescence yes uh it was all in there but but part of me feels like by not committing to any particular direction they ended up copping out of a like even in the end where it's like that compromise is like is that really a compromise though like is like and maybe that's what makes it a really good episode. I don't know if I think that is like it makes you question whether, okay, well, is what she's allowed to do equivalent to what he's allowed to do, considering what he's allowed to do is an in a virtual world. Uh, uh, and emotionally is that emotionally it kind of makes sense, but also like, like if she actually, uh, taking what she's allowed to do to its maybe logical conclusion because depending on how you interpret that scene when she's in the bar the interpretation that you could have watching that is they're both allowed to cheat yeah. is yeah, that she considers yeah, that's but but the problem with that is is the question it raises and doesn't actually address at all i feel like in a real way is is what he's doing really cheating? And if it is in a virtual world, is that equal to her ostensibly From cheating in the real world? From what we've been seeing nowadays with the prominence of social media, a lot of people in relationships will th will see that as cheating, being emotionally tied to someone. No, no, despite no, no. Despite the fact that yeah, you're, there's no inter. Yeah, we're not talking about in terms of like. There's an emotional connection to another person but that's my, online. But that's my point. But it's still that's my point to some people. That's my point. Is is uh, if what he's doing is emotional cheating, uh, and then if she sees it as, as like as fully realized as this virtual world is supposed to be, it is on a certain level also physical cheating then that means that she can go 
and also do actual real world physical That's cheating. What she's doing. Yes, but the question that the the show that the show I think is posing, I think, uh, knowing Cory Booker and not Cory Booker. Oh my God, not the guy who's running for president. Um, uh, very similar name. Sorry. Um, is uh, whether those two? I think that's the quest, ultimate question at the end of the episode. Is are those two things? Is what he is now allowed to do, and what she's now allowed to do once a year, whether that's sustainable or whether those two things are equal to each other? I think is the question of the episode. I think the the answer to that they are equal. In this episode, it's yeah. emotional cheating. Yeah, yeah. Considering th- that his best friend feels an, a connection that he does not have with other people. I mean, he, d- he does say he's been he please played bears or whatever. Yeah. It's not the same thing. So, so the so, idea is that there is a connection there, and it's the equivalent of so. So a, a, a couple of other things is the implication that that these two men who are, uh, might actually love each other. Some of that I felt like it's like, okay, you're going this far with it, but you're going to pull back on the fact that it's like, oh, maybe these two men, the reason why they're acting this out in the game is because they, oh, okay. Pause. Damn you, I've already pressed the record again. We keep having to All right, continue. Well, well, okay, so a, a couple of things about the episode is like, that we were discussing, uh, is... Yeah, I, I, on a certain level, I think I might have been a little biased. It's like I might have wanted to see a little bit more exploration of an actual gay yeah. relationship, especially between two black men in, uh, in that, and especially addressed in, in this way. There's, so my, there's a bunch of stuff that I feel like it's like it goes, I don't know, my, my overall feeling on it is that I felt like they addressed a bunch of those things. Uh, they touched on a bunch of things, but didn't actually. I almost felt like they didn't explore any of those avenues deep enough. Uh, in my opinion, like they, I don't feel like they explored the relationship between him and his wife enough for me to really feel like the that. episode was. I feel that it's not addressing or covering the, his relationship with his wife it's to address i also don't think it it, it it really because it's two friends who haven't seen each other in years they're reconnecting like it's it's about straight male emotion uh, relationships okay, you know sure. i feel that with like guys there's always typically a barrier that exists sure. that they won't go beyond a certain point you know right. but here in this episode they're saying hey you know, it's okay to be emotionally intimate with some another guy, you know, and there's nothing wrong with but, that. But see, that's the thing. That's what they I... never really actually do that in the episode. Well... It's only... See, my biggest problem is, is if that's the fucking point, then why is everything on the Friends, not Anthony Michael, the uh, Anthony Mackie, the other character, mm-hmm. everything about his experience is not about that, even in remotely. It's a drug addiction is what his experience is. Yeah. That's what, that's the thing. That's my issue. That's what it, so many of the things that you're saying that are positive is like, that'd be great if that's what the episode was about. If they actually address that, they only briefly address that when they meet in person. It's like, and it's like, no, it's one guy is having a, uh, an emotional conflict 
uh, and he's because of the conflict because he thinks he's cheating on his wife. And the, the other, other guy, guy is, is just a fucking addict. Like bottom line, like that's the thing. Like the way they portray him, yeah. he's there isn't. I'm okay, having I see a struggle point. with my emotional relationship yeah. with my friend. No, he's a fucking drug addict. It's just that his drug is this game, and the sex that he has in the game. It's the sex, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. By the way, weird point of point of stunt casting. It's fucking mantis. Yes, I was just going to... Yeah. You have two Marvel... You have two MCU... I did not recall. I yeah. did not realize that. You have two, I, M, you have two MCU characters yeah. in this episode. It's Anthony oh, Mikey, yeah. Yeah. Mackie, and, and Mantis. Mantis. Mantis uh, Palm, I can't pronounce her last name. Yeah. I did not recall... Remember yeah. her without yeah. her. Yeah, I, I was watching the episode. I'm like, where do I know her from? Yeah, I did the same thing. And I was just like, I know I recognize her. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Also, the... Just as someone who's played a lot of fighting games, it's just like, okay, so is this just a glitch in the game? Is it a hack? Like, are they just fucking up? Because, like, no matter how immersive your virtual world is, if it's a fighting game, how is it just a weird glitch that you get the fuck? It's like, not a glitch. And they as, never, you, as, as his they best friend says. They explain it. Like, Dude, I mean, it's Black Mirror, you know? It's a matter of oh, it's an open world. You're viewing it as an Xbox no, or PS4 no, no, game no, 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 where there are rules. No, no, no. This is no, Black Mirror where no, the no. world is a is broader no, than that. No, see, that's a false. That's a false. Uh, uh, I can't think of the word. It's a false comparison. I can't think of the actual word that I'm trying to think of. Uh, is you can't write it off because typically, and this is like like I said, this is an example of why this. This season is, this episode is a great example of why this episode is not as good. Is in previous episodes, the technology that they're using is actually more thought out. Yeah. The game part of this, the technology. I'll give you that. Is not remotely. It's not fleshed out. Fleshed out as it is in previous. Because in previous. You know, you had, that's a good point. Is very well conceived and very like defined yeah not not seeing the third episode from what i'd gather from the season technology is not the mate is not the focal point of exploration sure it's the people and the relationship i get that that's what i that's where i he has a valid point in other episodes, uh, the 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 the, the Deus Ex Machina, it's like it's like the 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 guiding principle. The, the guiding the it's it's ex, it's explained. You know, if if you're gonna if you're gonna introduce a mechanism by which something uh, an action takes place, you it's kind of it's gonna at least on a on a on a vague level, it's explained. But at here, at least it doesn't feel arbitrary. Yeah. Like in this, it kind of felt arbitrary. That I understand that it's a fighting game and it's like they're, but but there are other forms of video games that they've done in previous episodes that actually would and would have connected it to a lar- the larger the quote unquote larger Black Mirror universe. There are other things that they've introduced in Black Mirror that actually would have worked much better with this than the fighting game that they created for this. The fighting game almost seems like it's just, it takes you out because yeah. you're just like, it's, it, 
Why are they allowed to fuck in the game? Like, it's just like, I can't, I'm sorry, like, the reason why that's a, like I said, it's the reason why that's a disappointment in a show like this is you're used to stuff like that being more fleshed out and, like, it feels like yeah. it was, like, the technological part of it is more well-conceived, and it seems like in this one the technology is an afterthought, and that was a big disappointment. Uh, also, like I said, some of the narrative choices, I feel like there are any number of directions as like, I wish they would have committed to one of them instead of shit's real complicated. But the problem with shit's real complicated is that narratively and dramatically, when you get to the end of the episode, you're just kind of like, okay, that's it. That's really, that was, see, that's where I disagree because the, 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 at the end of the episode, I was, I, I was really torn um, and I think that was the point. Yeah. The the point being that they they these two guys definitely have a relationship. Um, it's and yeah, it's it is cheating at an emotional level because they do have an emotional attachment um, happening within the game. They have a physical. See, that's, again, like I said, we keep saying that, but the episode, my disagreement with that is that the episode, actually, if you look at it, does not play out that way. It's one of them became an adult with an adult relationship, mm-hmm. and that's Anthony Mackie's character. The other one yeah, but is to an be- adolescent who has become an adult. Yeah, but here's the thing. They portray him even be- outside of the game as someone who can't, Commit. I mean, he's yeah. a player. Yeah, that's yeah. who he is. Yeah. He's a player. So yeah. it's not juiced through. He's I mean, he, he, no, he's an addict. Period. In all aspects of his life. That's the thing. Like, as someone who has known a couple of addicts, uh, one notorious alcoholic for a little while. Immediately when I saw that, and it doesn't change even remotely by the end of the episode, is one of those guys is is an addict and the other one is uh going through a lot of really complicated emotional things and in the end is enabling the addict that's all that's all like that that's the that's why i ended up being like kind of angry at the end of the episode yeah. is it's just like okay. the way i interpreted it yeah. at the end is just like so your wife gets to actually cheat in the real world and you get to n- enable your friend who's a fucking addict. Yeah. Like that that's re- and it's like that's, and that's, and that's Well, the here's the thing. I mean, but here's the th- he mentioned that whatever he experienced in this game is not just with anyone. It's with him. So Again, that's that's the interesting. They don't really They mentioned how he's gone through different characters, different he he mentioned he's he's had multiple experiences. It's not the fact that he's addicted to, you know, having sex with just anyone. Yeah. It's not the fact that he's addicted to having sex with just women in the real world. It's there's some sort of emotional attraction to Mackie's character that he, he cannot let go. It's it's there it, it, and he's he's um showing that through this game or through his. You know, um, sexual desire. So it's not when you say addiction, he's he's addicted to everything else, like all of everything associated with um, 
with sex. But I think he is just only connected to Mackie's oh, character. I, I wasn't necessarily saying that his everything else in his life that he's addicted to everything else in life. I was saying that everything else in his life rep- is symptomatic of an addict and a person who shows addictive behavior. Yeah. The fact that but like, his emotional what connection but like, is he's they, is 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 that's the thing. That's the thing that I think what actually makes it interesting is that uh, just because it's a singular emotional uh, relationship with Anthony Mackie in the game doesn't necessarily mean that it's not addictive and and on a certain level like there are certain things that was like I was watching it's like oh wow this is this is totally I mean it's a friendship but it's also a is it an addiction or just infatuation with the experience? It's a codependent relationship. Yeah, it's a lot of things. And yeah. that and where I disagree with Eve is that it's it's not a happy ending. No. It, it because no. it's it no, just no. there's compromises that were made. I don't think and any of them are sustainable. No. No, you're looking at it long term and you're projecting of what's gonna happen in the future. We're talking about just the end. Sure. The end is if it was a really sad ending, the family would have been broken apart, you know, but that didn't happen. The family structure That's between true. him and his, his wife are still the same. They both agree to this arrangement to sure. make things work That's out. Yes. He, she gives him the game and I don't know what happened to her ring, but she's able to go out. And that's what we can only grasp at at the end of the episode. And, and that the family stays together right. and somehow this other situation once yeah. a year is able to And I, I guess whether it's a happy ending or not. For Black really, Mirror. For Black Mirror. Yeah. But it, it still it, it comes down to your your tolerance levels. It really comes down to it's it, to your own personal preferences, yeah. As far as what as as far as relationships go, and you know your personal opinions on these topics. I mean, now that Jamie mentioned the flaws, yeah, I, I get that. You know, they they yeah, they could have just unpacked un- this, but it's a Black Mirror yeah. TV show. It's not a lifetime special well, well, that well, goes I don't know. I mean, I for me I'm viewing it as they don't really go into that emotional relationship. Yeah, I'm surprised that the technology was not as prominent as I expected, yeah. but or as I thought out or executed. I I was focusing on the fact that they went in this direction and I did not see that coming and it was left field. I was surprised by that. And I, and you say they weren't bold enough towards the end. I thought that it was plenty bold for this TV show and with like the cast and everything that's involved with, you know, what, with where they were going. I thought it was very bold. I, I, I felt like there was a lot of, amazing ideas and things that they did in the episode but i i ultimately just narratively just everything i i I, even if i can't i've articulated some of it but i can't articulate all of it i just felt like at the end i was just like oh there are so many directions you could have taken this this particular narrative quote-unquote end whether it's an actual end or not because you know it's black mirror so it's like everything can be open-ended 
is like I felt like it was a little bit of a letdown and I felt like some of the ways that the things turned out was like eh, it seemed a little bit like there are directions you could don't do that because that's oh. also that's also on my <laughs> oh sorry no 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 it's okay you wouldn't know that and you wouldn't know that unless I, I thought told it was you that. part of the handle it, no it okay. is but it's also see that that's also a mic pickup okay. so when you scratch on that you're scratching down oh the mic. sorry it's fine no it's totally cool uh but uh yeah I just I got to the end and I was just like I feel like there's so many things and again uh, I'm glad that you're bringing this up and I'm glad that we're talking about this as a group because like watching it by myself and not it was like I definitely have my own biases of stuff yeah. that I would want to I would have want, wanted to see it places I would have wanted to see it go yeah and I guarantee you that if you get like a cross section of people if you get like um uh um what do you call it uh, a test group and you have them watch the episode they're all going to have varying degrees yeah. of interpretations and just overall feelings about how the, about the ending some will, will tell you yeah, I'm, I'd like to read up on like how black people thought I, about I this too, episode the majority of the of the season of, in, as a whole and this episode in particular was largely just just really negative and not like from like the usual what you would what you given what it was about and the characters that you know the race of the characters and some of the issues of sexuality that it brought up you would think that the large and i'm sure there there was that too but that's not in my sphere so i don't read those articles i'm sure those reactions are out there too negative reactions but the lar- like the largest perspective of stuff that I like saw to this episode was that it was just awful. Like people just were just like, like that like oh the the big I mean nerds their big thing is the video game makes no fucking sense which is true. Um, but just like a, a lot of what I saw was just just like basically what a version of what I'm saying but a more extreme version of what I'm saying. It's just like. None of the narrative's choices really committed to anything. I was just like, okay. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, uh, I was disappointed with the episode. Let's put it that way. Mm. There was, I feel like there was a lot of, I, ultimately, I feel like there was a lot of potential of all the things that Eve originally brought up. And I was just like, yeah. all those things I want to see. I think we have three. All of those things, but I feel like none of those things gave me a satisfying ending in any way see i think i think between the three of us we have three different opinions because you're you're jamie's on one side of of the spectrum eve is on way on the other side where he's like no it was i'm 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 pleased with it and i I think i'm i'm kind of in the middle where i'll agree with jamie on a a few things where like you know to me the episode was terrible no just disappointed i i I don't think it was actually it was i think it's quite brilliant because it's it left it open-ended and it left it up to the viewer to kind of decide upon his or herself where you know what it means to you and you know whether it whether it's a happy ending or not is completely subjective. Yeah. So, you know, and that's where I, you know, that I'll give it credit because it, it did, it accomplished that quite well. It's not a perfect episode. It's not San Junipero by any means, 
but or any of the really dark episodes that are also really yeah dark. that are also great it's, yeah but um it it's not a bad episode either the purely happy episode of this season is the one that neither of you saw so it's yeah uh, the one that ends on a happy note as without like spoiling particulars is is the miley cyrus one and that yeah it okay so the the second one smithereens i f- that <laughs> that actor carried that also, I think it's a classic, I think it's, no i love that actor in contrast he is amazing continue sorry it's a classic black mirror yes it, yes it's a little bit less technology focused yes as, like i said as as this whole season has kind of been but i also feel like it is as far as like consequences of technology especially not so like just now yeah. technology it is on it's not a great episode but it is an example of what black mirror tends to do the best uh, yeah it was a put a spotlight to, it, on how we handle technology yeah, today. it was a back to basics in style wise and narratively it was a back to basics like it reminded me a lot of seasons one and two I, I really like this episode. I, did you have a conversation after the episode? Like with me, I had a conversation with Alana where just like I was, dis, I was disturbed because how, how close it hit. And just it made me realize, fuck, these social media companies are yeah. more powerful. They know I, so I, much I've about us. So much about, uh, I've read so many articles about the, the people who've been hired to whose whole job it is like psychologists and stuff that were hired by app designers just basically how do we get people addicted yeah is the short it's a little bit more complicated than that but that's the very that's the in a nutshell version Mm -hmm. of it is like how do we get people addicted to this yeah yeah and Topher grace I did not see that. Wait, <laughs> it was like, you know as soon as he showed it, like, <laughs> that was another surprise. I had the same reaction. I started laughing. I was like, <laughs> but I also uh, the immediate aftermath of <laughs> Topher Grace is, oh my god, he's fucking perfect for this. Yeah, he's so spot. He's so perfect. Yeah, as that guy. It was just like, I mean, there's a handful of people I can think of. I, I ne- wouldn't necessarily have thought of him off the top of my head. But as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, my God, that's perfect. That's yeah. fucking, that's perfect casting. And in a fucking detox, you know, <laughs> room. It's like, of course, this is what uh, a, a Silicon a Valley. Silent, a silent meditation retreat. Yeah. A si- yeah. It, it, it just it just hits so many, so many notes of the reality of what. Um, uh, tech and Silicon Valley have become. It was, um, and and it it touched a lot of re- a lot of you know interesting um, points like um, the 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 other character that he meets at the beginning of the episode and how that ties up really nicely at toward the end um, that who lost her daughter. And is trying to get into her yeah, account. Yeah, that was. And she has no way um, to access, you know, because she's trying to come. She's trying to 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 get closure as to why her daughter did what she did. Mm-hmm. You and know, he's trying to get closure too. And then the ultimate thing is that he realizes he he's not going to. So let's unpack that. So yeah. he tries to get. Cl- so we 
begin the episode with him playing the role of a taxi driver, yes. trying to collect Uber driver, yeah. people only people who only come out of this tech firm. What do we call Spillerines. it? Spillerines. And we don't get it. You know, he looks yeah. desperate, but he's trying to uh, collect people. So we learn throughout the episode he's trying to get at someone who is important in this company who can get him in contact with this Z- Mark Zuckerberg like character sure. um, and what he does to get at this Mark Zuckerberg character is disturbing and his emotional state is just everywhere you know and just seeing him just like break down emotionally while you're dealing with the fact that he has a you know this passenger on board who is you know his captive who doesn't know what the fuck is going on yeah, i was just, tense he, throughout he's, he's always wrong he just picked out the guy because he's wearing a suit and he made a, and he looks he, like a tech guy <laughs> he, yeah well he looks like a, he's just, he, he was, he's wearing a suit but he's really he just started he's an intern he doesn't know anything he doesn't know anyone except for you know his manager uh and you know he's he's just trying to he's trying to get in touch with the head honcho with the yeah. with the Brian character. A couple of interesting things that happen. Uh, number one, I completely agree with Eve. Is like uh, the guy who was cast in the main Andrew Scott. Andrew is that? That's actor? his name. Why don't I know him from this? Sherlock. That's why. Okay. He's um, Moriarty. He's Mark. Is one of those guys who just like again. Why I think this is a great episode in this season is, and I've seen some like disagreement on this too. Uh, I don't remember what people's issues with it were. Uh, I think I think people it, didn't like it. Yeah. I think I think it's that that it's. Uh, I think uh, from what little I saw, the the biggest problem is the whole like actual hostage situation was a, was an issue. With some people, uh, the dynamics of that, um, both like economically, racially, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, but I will say that this episode wouldn't have worked if he, if Andrew Scott wasn't as good as he was. Yeah, it, yeah. It told, it, he was it, very. It just wouldn't have worked. He was very convincing, um, and you throughout the episode, you kind of empathized with him particularly toward the end when he reveals when he he reveals you're like oh both him and his phone his being distracted is the reason why his he lost his wife and and the fact that he 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 admits that you know it's just like you you realize that he's just he's just trying to to come to terms with himself for what he did. He does he's not trying to blame the company. You, the whole episode you're thinking that he's blaming the company for what happened that to his wife. Terrible. You're expecting that there's something terrible they've given as black mirror that there's something more sinister. Yeah. yeah. Sinister, and and, that, and, and you think and you think that because you know he's he's constantly blaming 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 but that's only at the surface. Because finally, when he's talking to Brian, you really this is and this is where his his acting chops come out, because you he's he's finally speaking with Brian and Brian, you know he he's just you know he, uh, 
Topher Grace's character just zones in on him and he lets him just uh, release his inner, you know, uh, feelings of that he's been he's been he's been trying to release. And then you you really see that he's just trying to come to terms with it. What, what he's he, he and he finally admits that you know this is this is actually something that I did yeah. this is something that uh, that uh, you know I'm not this is not actually your fault is I shouldn't have been doing this in the first place but you guys made it so freaking addictive yeah and all the while we see in the background you know that this company without I mean governments have a hard time cracking into phones but they could just through a back door on the app hear the conversations so, so to the, whole, the most if you want to talk mm -hmm. about like and the reason why I, I also think this is a great episode is all the stuff that happens in this episode is all stuff that's come out in the past couple of years mm -hmm. about uh, surveillance and surveillance and the way that so the real evil quote unquote in this episode is all the people who are in the conference room yeah like they're just oh god! Like, on one hand, they're just employees, but the 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 lawyer and whoever I think it's like the CFO or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, god! You're I you're just trying to protect the the whatever the uh, yeah because oh, ultimately, like, you see that Topher Grace is also Topher Grace's character is also sort of a victim, yeah. and he goes into that kind of like. That thing is like, yeah. Like, this thing, and it's just like, like, that's so popular. And then all of a sudden, we're all in, 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 and, in, and the guy, I love it. Like, Andrew Scott's character just shuts it down. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why are you telling me? And, and I think I it, I know all that yeah. already. And as, as, as we all watched that episode, I think it reminded a, a lot of us, it definitely reminded me of situations where, you know, your social media apps have behaved in ways that made you suspicious. Like I remember recently I was having a conversation about um, about sunglasses and just eyeglasses and and then uh, I I open uh, one of my social media apps and or you no know, actually it was it was YouTube yeah it was YouTube and it just the first thing that pops up is a, is a recommended video on on the on the eyeglasses industry sure it's like oh no and i you know it's like it's creepy but and alexa and google home and whatever hearing your conversations yeah it's, it's really disturbing the, the fact how they, pervasive they, they just are hack into the phone and they're like listening they yeah listen and i think that's plausible i think oh, something like totally that can really it, happen yeah it's, it's completely it's a little more implausible that was that disturbed me the most. Yeah. The fact that these companies are more powerful than governments themselves. And the fact that they can just like know so much about you. You yeah. know, just based on the fact that we unfortunately give so much to them. Yeah. You know, for the privilege of being connected. So here's a an even and it's super creepy on your phone. Uh, but here's an even creepier thing that I, I realized was actually a real thing in an episode of Mr. Robot. Uh, so cars, electric, you know, that are mostly like a lot of the, the start 
and stuff is now computerized. Uh, and also, the, how I realized, how I knew this was a real thing, even before I saw the Mr. Robot episode, is Zipcar. The way Zipcar works uh, is that because of the way the electronic locks and all that works in a car, they can remotely start and s turn off your car and remotely let you into your car. I don't know if you've ever rented a zip car. I've seen, I've known people. Key, yeah. You yeah. Can call them and they can electronically unlock the door, turn on their car yeah. remotely and unlock the doors in your car so that you can get in. And I was like, okay, that that's cool, but yeah. that's also super fucking creepy. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, a an episode of Mr. Robot where one of the characters, they're getting, he's being tailed. And he makes a call to like a law enforcement, and he gives like a code, and he's like, ah, blah, 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 blah. Hey, Kenya, there's a there's a car behind us. The plate is blah, 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 blah. Here is my code, like my law enforcement or whatever code. I need a shutdown for blah, blah, blah. And they remotely shut down the car that is following him, tailing him. And I was just like, yeah, that might seem like it's kind of like, oh yeah, that. That's, it's just a TV show. It's like, yeah, but no, Zipcar can actually fucking do that. do that. So that's actually a thing that they can do if they want yeah. to. <laughs> that can be done. Yeah. As just same thing. It's like, yeah, no. They can. If it became down to, like, they need to listen in on someone's conversation through their phone, I'm sure. I'm sure Apple, uh, uh, if, if not Apple, the company itself, I'm sure there are people within Apple they could probably do that if it needs to. Yeah. And Although, Google and, yeah, yeah, but Google more shamelessly Google does it. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Uh, and Facebook. Facebook <laughs> is, I think, the the worst offender yeah. of all this. Yep. So. Uh, I don't go on Facebook as much as I used to. Um, not, not, not because of this I'm, episode of Black Mirror. No, no. I'm, yeah, I've I deleted it off my phone. Yeah. 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 Good. I think most people, a lot of people are. And going I'm thinking about deleting route. Instagram. I'm like, I'm old. I'm old. You like know, Facebook. I'm not my kid. I'm not my students who are all about social media. I, I, I I'm, I'm content with human your, interaction. What are your students use for social media? Just um, curious. Snapchat. I mean, uh, to be honest, it's not Facebook. You know, for to them, That's it's for old. old people. It's for old people. Uh, they're. It's like weird. Uh, messaging apps you know um i just do know snapchat because i've um this that's the app i think is the one where they take a picture and you could delete that yeah and i've unfortunately we've had students who've made mistakes with <laughs> yeah. snapchat um yeah. hoping that things would be deleted and when if you make a <laughs> a screenshot of what you've done on snapchat it's it's permanent um that's what they use and uh, it's definitely and Instagram, obviously, yeah. you know, um, and just the way they are consumed by getting likes, getting followers. They're all about getting attention through other people online why, and seeing why, these why, kids. Why, like I, I still haven't. I, I I want to, but I still haven't watched Eighth Grade, the the, the Bo Burnham. Oh, okay. Because that that movie is apparently all about that. I yeah, it is. And these kids and I, and my some of my students have YouTube accounts, which I'm sure their parents aren't aware of, but they're being silly. You know, a few of my boys, you know, some kid showed <laughs> it to me. He's like, just being silly in the fifth grade, just doing muscles <laughs> yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason. Um, and they're all about the attention. And but you never know which one of those is going to become the new viral sensation. <sighs> you know, remember. Uh, Bo Burnham had an entire thing in his 
And it's been, it's basically why I think he did 8th grade in his, in his last comedy special. Which I think is like his last, last special. Like, he's not going to do another special. He just wants to like direct stuff now. Um, there's an entire bit about that, about how the internet, and he's not the only one who said this, but I think he was, <coughs> the way he phrased it was kind of beautiful. It was, it's just like, YouTube and all that, it used to be like, uh, you were a performer, and there were avenues in which you became a performer. It's just like, YouTube and all that has made everyone a performer, and on a certain level, everyone want to be a performer. So we're all performing all of the time. And that's the constant, that's like the ultimate consequence of social media is that we're yeah. all performing on some level. If you're like, that's the worry about kids is that they're yeah. all performing on some level all of the time. Mm. But to get back to For that, approval. Yeah, for approval. Uh, to get back to this episode, I also feel like as, as like harrowing as this episode is, it also, I would say more so than the previous episode, this one ends on kind of a sweet note. Because ultimately, you realize after he talks to him, they just ask him what he wants. And he realizes through all of that, there's the entire time he's just been grieving and going insane, he never actually thought about what he really wanted out of all of this. And then what it comes down to is just like it ends up just being something, doing something sweet for someone else who's grie- who's also grieving. Yeah. Yeah, but he also don't know if he's alive or not. That's true. That's true. Uh, I thought thought it was pretty clear that no, they ended him. Well, we actually, don't know. We don't know. So, so the implication, and one of the ways in which it plays with it, is we don't know whether he's alive, and that has a set of consequences. Or the other we guy. We don't know if the other guy is alive, the, uh, the guy who got shot. And that's also a whole other set of consequences. Which is why I think that the fact that um, the hostage he takes is an intern, and it's a person of color, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a coincidence. I also don't think it's a coincidence that we don't know who's the one who gets shot at the end. Yeah. Like, I, I think there's a lot... In why I say this is like an example of like Black Mirror maybe not the best episode but doing what it does really well in my opinion is all of that is in there the consequences of technology since it's a technology that we're all very highly aware of they don't have to define it that much they don't even have to really say what the app does so much it was just a notification that's all it was yeah it's it's, it's like another big, thing like yeah. it, uh, Facebook Messenger, yeah, you know, and the fact that the sound or the color or the brightness or the tag compelled him to look down, which then made him yeah. to not there, pay attention to the are, road and get are, killed. And they kind of bring this up in the episodes, but it's true. There are whole sections of these companies, there are people at these companies who deliberately analyze and pick out. The, the the pitch of the tone of the notification mm-hmm. what the font looks like mm-hmm. is very particularly everything. selected like everything it's, it's the whole experience there's a reason why Apple has Android <laughs> um, uh, text messages as being a shitty green yeah. as opposed to a nice yeah. calming blue it's all thought out um, yeah. and one thing that I liked is the fact that this guy caused the death of his wife and because he can't hold his shit together, 
he's now potentially responsible for the death of another of someone else. Yeah. 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 You he's, know. He's also not I would say he is responsible. I love the fact that they they brought that up. You he know, he's responsible for the death of his wife, but on a but he's not he is, but on a what it, also what you find is he's not 100% 100% culpable. Is he is but 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 the driving you shut that thing down man you shut that thing down you you don't there's no excuse for it you you keep that away i don't and they they put it in in the setting it's dark i don't know if it's been a long drive you can't be distracted by the phone see see here's the thing i think that's obvious to us sitting here but i think on in a larger context it's not obvious to everyone else it's, it's and the and to people who are, you know, way younger than us, and even not so younger than us, and even a little older than us, that's not a concept that is widely, as widely as accepted as we would like to think it is. Yeah. Uh, especially as the ubiquity, especially of like an Uber driver or anybody, who the phone is up on the, on a stand, on the dashboard, on yeah. the dashboard. The more you see that prevalence of that, which you're already seeing, the, the more that that's going to be a problem. Uh, but like I said, I, I as you know, as much as the who died question is open ended and has its own all bunch of questions and consequences, the fact that like all he ultimately ended up wanting was, hey, can you let this mom get access to her daughters? That was his secondary. That was yeah. his secondary yeah. motive. Um, yeah, but at least some good came out of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so very briefly, because neither of you watched it, I will say that the premise of me and something and Ashley too is it's Miley Cyrus essentially playing a version of herself. She's a pop star. Uh, a new uh, thing comes out that is basically a little miniature robot that's based on her personality based around her personality and developed from like her actual brain waves mm-hmm. <coughs> and they sell it as the Ash the name of Miley Cyrus' character is Ashley the thing is called Ashley 2 it's like a okay. little robot okay and it interacts with you it like it asks you what your name is the more it's basically like those sort of Google ro- robots they already have a version of this it's like Alexa except it's yeah. the more information you give it the more it can respond mm-hmm. to you so it asks you a couple of basic questions and then uh, Miley Cyrus's, Cyrus's like aunt or something, like her parents, so like her aunt is in charge of her career. Uh, they're having conflicts because she has to have a new album and she wants to take a new direction. She doesn't want to be like the pop star anymore. She's been writing some darker songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aunt sort of objects, objects to that. Uh, basically drugs her so that she goes into a coma. And the connection to like uh, San Junipero and all that is that while she's in the coma, they have a thing that can pick up her brain waves, so that even though she's unconscious, completely unconscious, mm-hmm. uh, it can like she's still writing songs. So they take the songs. She takes the songs and she makes these songs that are actually darker because she's in a coma and she's upset, and makes them more poppy. But in the meantime. Uh, this 
like sixteen year old girl gets an Ashley too, and kind of is it's like her friend, her like only friend. Yeah. And she has a sister who's kind of darker. And when the real Ashley goes into a coma, because of like a glitch in like the programming or whatever, her actual consciousness, or like a version of her consciousness, ends up because uh, what happens is like a certain version of the dolls gets discontinued mm-hmm. because of like this weird glitch. Mm-hmm. And they destroy all of them, but they like recall all of them. But the uh, this girl ends up with the last one, and Miley Cyrus's actual consciousness basically gets into the robot. Huh. And That's... there's a whole like caper that goes on. Okay. Like, they have to go wake up the real Ashley. And yeah. It's actually it's when I say caper, that's really like more than anything what the episode is. Hmm. It's about like a teenager interacting with a virtual friend because she doesn't really have any real friends. Her sister's objections to it, and then like them, uh, basically going on a caper to save the real person. Yeah, okay. and it ends up like I'm, without spoiling anything of the details, it ends on a happy note, but it's also like a happy note that's like, yeah, all right, well, okay. There's not. It's enjoyable. There's nothing particularly dark about it. There's nothing particularly compelling about. I, that's why I think people were like upset with overall. It's like there's nothing particularly great about the episode. It's just like a fun little. It's actually something that that Black Mirror again hasn't done before. So it's kind of like a weird teenage caper film. Okay. Uh, involving a little robot version of like your favorite pop star. And there's definitely stuff about like you know holograms and virtual, vir- you know, if someone is a coma or dead, yeah. what's the ethics of having a virtual version of them uh-huh. continue on in their stead? Like it addresses a lot of that in in fun ways, but it's 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 it's. I I never thought I would say this about a Black Mirror episode, but it's a fun little episode. <laughs> All right. Which is something I, I mean, it's ever. rare. I mean, I'll check it out this weekend. From the show, it's, it, it, like you know, Miles Cyrus, Cyrus is essentially playing a version of herself, and it's it's fine. There's nothing particularly challenging. I think is the big complaint about the season as a whole. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything that's like even even Smithereens isn't like challenging necessarily. Yeah, it's just it's compelling, but it's not challenging. Yeah. I think so, and I think that's what people have come to expect and wanted. Um, I mean, keep in mind the previous full season was a little yeah hard but, yeah but, but to swallow. It was hard. No, no. Snatch was such a. a... <laughs> oh, no, before Bandersnatch. No, before Bandersnatch yeah. was Bandersnatch. just a one episode. Uh, the other that the last full season was brutal. I mean, I I. It was rough. It, uh, I, it doesn't uh, surprise me that they went black museum different. uh the the kid being killed in a crib oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. crocodile remember that oh, shit? that was so, that was all that was just dude, dude. dude I, I i wanted to i don't know i i i needed they, i needed a, i needed a, a hard drink after this that was episode. this season was their detox of all the fucked up shit but, that they came up with with previous seasons yeah, that's one. That's a good way to put it. It was. Uh, it was not as heavy-handed. Yeah. Uh, so just briefly, because we're 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 stretching on here yeah. a little bit. There's some stuff that I just I just need to. 
uh, I need to get off my chest, and I, I would like some. So I did see Dark Phoenix. Dumbass. Uh, so, so, what, what, Dumbass. <laughs> here's the thing. Dumbass. Yeah, yes, yes, it did suck. I don't think uh, I would argue it, it. It didn't. It didn't suck as hard as people ma- are making it. <laughs> uh, but here's but here's why, and it almost makes it worse. In order for it to suck worse, <laughs> you would have. So, like, in order for something to be like so like terrible that like you are angry about it. There has to be something there that you actually care about in the first place. And I think what made this even worse is that it's just like, there's nothing to care about in Dark Phoenix. And part of that is because the way they've just so royally fucked up the X-Men is just like, Age of Apocalypse, you don't, you didn't care about, basically they tried to set up in first class in the subsequent films, they tried to make you care about these new characters. But by the time they got to Age of Apocalypse, it's like, I still don't care about these characters. And by the time you get to Dark Phoenix, I really don't care about these mm-hmm. characters. So, spoiler, spoiler. Don't watch it. I don't care. Don't, don't watch it. Well, no, I'm going to say a, a couple things about it and before we move on. Um, is So, they go to space. Jean Grey gets the Phoenix Force. She goes a little crazy. Uh, she kills Mystique. She feels bad about it. But by the time you've gotten to this point... You're like, yeah, we know Jennifer Lawrence is going to die. She, she wants to get she, out. She, she became a huge star when they were mm-hmm. they first started these movies. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so you don't you knew she was going to die, so when she dies, you're like, okay, she's dead. Great. Um, Sophia Turner, uh, look, I love Game of Thrones. I don't think Sophie Turner is a good actress at all. Uh, so she's not great. Um there's so like I'm gonna be really hitting a bro- broken record here, but there's so much stuff about this film that's just like it's like eh. okay, Gene and Scott love each other. No, they don't. I don't see that at all. <laughs> why do we care? Because they're bad actors. That's yeah. why. Yeah, that dude yeah. from Ready Player One. I can't even remember his name. He's yeah, not, Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan is not a good actor either. No, he's not. Uh, you have four really good actors in this who are all phoning it in um collecting paychecks yeah james mcavoy is phoning it in collecting paychecks yeah the only person who actually is just like has like an interesting like little side arc uh where they kind of make a little uh homage to like uh asteroid m or whatever is basically there's an island where magneto and all of them and the people who are like following magneto are all on this island and basically like We'll stay on this island. If you leave us alone, we'll leave you alone. Okay. Just leave us alone, and we'll be fine. And Gene shows up and causes trouble for that. But that was like the only part of the film, and part of that is Michael Fassbender, and part of that is the fact that basically X-Men First Class was originally X-Men Origins Magneto. Is like <laughs> sort of like the last remnants of like, we've really been following Magneto this whole time. Yeah. Like... This all that whole arc, like all those movies, it's just like it, there's still like these little traces of that, which is like, oh, mm. it's still kind of all the interesting bits are still his parts of the story. Which is like, oh, he's been on this island, and like it's the only part of the movie that's even remotely sort of hint, hint, he's a good actor, Michael Fassbender. That's Ch- Ch- why great actor, 
ter- apparently terrible person, but whatever. <laughs> um, but it's like you get on that island, and gr- granted, the, the one of the mutants who ends up falling off the at is a, a mutant who, for some reason, his hair can do stuff, and he's like uh, also a person of color. It was like, why? It's one of those things where you just like you see the decision, and you're just like, what yeah, the, why the f- why is his hair his power? <laughs> why are his well? To be fair, Medusa. Like. Why? No, 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 no. But it's even worse because he's got like sort of like braid dreadlocks going. It's like, why are his dreadlocks his palace? <laughs> like, it's that just there were just so many decisions that were made that were just like, why? But you're yeah. surprised by this, though. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not even remotely. I'm just bringing them up for hilarity's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, there are aliens who, in the comic books, are the aliens who the Phoenix Force have destroyed their planet, and that's why they're the Shi'ar. No, it's not the Shi'ar. It's a uh. different race. Uh, they're in the comic books. They're like legitimately like foes in the comic books. They're just not. Yeah, and they show up, and you don't care about them, even though Jessica Chastain plays the leader of them. And uh, one, of, there's another dude who I actually really like too. Also great. Again, great actors just collecting a paycheck. Jessica Chastain, great yeah. actress, yeah. collecting a paycheck. Don't care what her motivations are. Don't Jennifer, care Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer uh, Lawrence. I would even. Like, the biggest example of someone who literally looks like, can I be done now? Yeah. Even more than Jennifer Lawrence. He's fucking Nicholas Holt. (laughs) Throughout the entire movie, you're just watching him, and you're just like... There's something about his... When he's delivering, like, the blaming the professor, because he ends up, like, siding with Magneto, of, like, trying to kill Jean for a little while, even though... Because she killed Mystique, and there's a whole thing. But just the way he delivers all of his lines, there's just this, there's an, the emotion that he's most clearly conveying when he's delivering all of the lines in the entire movie is, can I be done now? There's such and a I, I heard, exasperation and in his voice. I heard that, I think it was the Cyclops, the, uh, yeah. He delivers one of the most gut-wrenchingly awful lines. Is it the fuck something? I don't know what it is. He drops an F-bomb and it's just like... But it's just like, oh, just bad. Just to beat a dead horse a little bit, as this movie has done, um, its greatest crime is that it's boring. (laughs) It's not even (laughs) that it's so bad. I, I hope this is the end of it. Uh, it is the least, end of it. It is the end it of it. At least from, from the... It's still fr- going to sort of come out, but that's... Because now Marvel's taking it over, and yeah. and in, in a few years' time, we'll start seeing... Uh, so, so uh, my Jared, who has been on this podcast once, uh, made up, said that like the way that MCU could introduce... You introduce the mutants, and the way you could actually do the Phoenix right yeah. is that 10 years down the line, the way they set up... Thanos. Yeah, you have to do that. You can't rush Phoenix. Uh, if you're gonna re- yeah, if you're gonna reintroduce the X Men, you reintroduce the X Men, and then the big bad that is the Avengers. Yeah, is the Phoenix at the end of that, mm. and it's also a reason to for shit in the comic books. The Phoenix is the reason why the Avengers and the X Men end up fighting. Is how do we deal with the Phoenix? The Phoenix is gonna is coming for a, in the comic books. It's a character called Hope. It's not Jean, mm-hmm. uh, but you could totally have it be Jean in the movies. Just retcon all those characters, and it's like actually that kind of makes sense. You could build up to like the first big conflict. Yeah, is 
the X-Men and the Avengers basically conflict conflicting over how to deal with the Phoenix coming mm-hmm. and dealing with the fact that like mutants are a thing. Yeah, it's so done right that that's what Avengers, it should. It's basically Captain America Civil War, but on a much larger scale. Mm. So it's Avengers versus X-Men. And then the end game is Avengers and X-Men versus Phoenix and whatever else, you know, the, all the things that kind of come with the Phoenix Force. Yeah, but I still on the camp that the next big bad in the MCU should probably be Doctor Doom. It could still be Doctor Doom. You're you're rushing, guys. You're yeah, rushing. Totally you're rushing. rushing. We 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 don't know what the next yeah, phase yeah, is gonna be. Um, we don't know who they're gonna be focusing on. If they do I, plan on doing Fantastic Four, it's gonna be a while. It's gonna be a while. If they're yeah, gonna do sure. X Men, <laughs> if they want to do it right, they have to have another, a, a, a another ten years. It's well, yeah, but years. the thing is, for the next movie, you can't do X Men yet. You've got to, no, you have to no. figure out what causes mutants. Some movie that's the stopgap yeah. to yeah. introduce oh, the yeah. X-Men. You know that's going to happen. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a oh, man. Like, just so.